When the day of Pentecost arrived, let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends, and I suspect if you are listening to this podcast, you have decided to study the Word alongside of us, and uh, we're grateful that you're joining us. Uh, Renew Network Podcast is devoted to helping believers uh, study the Word, uh, to maximize the insights and understanding that Uh, The Holy Spirit of God reveals through the study of God's Word and to give uh, every uh, book of the Bible a fair reading uh, so that we uh, embrace the whole counsel of God. Um, We are very slowly beginning to study our way through the book of Acts and are now coming upon chapter 2. And today, looking at verses 1 through 4. In chapter 1, Luke sets the stage for the ascension and exit of Jesus from the scene as he returns to heaven to take up his rightful place in the throne room of heaven alongside of um, Father God. And uh, the apostles were told by Jesus to stay put, and to wait on the promise of God to be revealed. And uh, so they return to the upper room, and they're spending time together in fellowship and prayer, and uh, awaiting the coming arrival of the promise. In the meantime, they had a position to fill, which happened to be uh, Judas's position, and uh, they determined that God was calling Matthias to fill that office of apostle. And so now it's Matthias and the other 11. And that leads up to the beginning of chapter 2. And that's where we'll be at today, looking at verses 1 through 4. Before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. And we thank you once again for your word. What a gift it is to us. And uh, we thank you for it. And Lord, we come ready to hear from you. Open our hearts and our minds and our eyes and our ears to all that you have for us today so that we might um, uh, experience the maximum benefit of your word alive in our hearts as we continue to study and think and um, meditate on your word today. Speak, Lord God. We are listening and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Here is Acts 2, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So here's the scene, and everything else in chapter 2 will build off of this moment, the arrival of the Holy Spirit, the promised one of God. When the day of Pentecost arrived, all of the disciples were gathered together in one place. Uh, Earlier in Acts, we learn it's the remaining apostles 
and uh, some other followers and the women who were followers of Jesus, all of them numbering about 120, Luke tells us in chapter 1, verse 15. And so here they are gathered once again, and verse 2 gives us the picture of a very sudden event. Here they are gathered, and all of a sudden there came from heaven the sound like a mighty rushing wind. And we can imagine that scene in our mind's eye. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And so this wind was... um, sent by God, and it filled the house, and um, the word the Bible uses for spirit is pneuma, and it means breath or wind, and so the pneuma of God, the breath, the wind, the spirit of God was filling that place uh, where they were sitting, and in verse 3, we get another image, and uh, Luke says, divided tongues as of fire, appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And so I've seen depictions of this scene in art, uh, uh, pictures, paintings, and things. Um, And you see these little flames above the heads of the apostles and and the other followers of Jesus. Um, These tongues of fire that they've been touched with. This gifting of the Holy Spirit. So we can imagine this scene, these little flames of fire appearing above their heads, a tongue of fire. And uh, verse 4 continues, And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit came upon them and filled them. Again, this is consistent with the teaching of Jesus prior to this moment, John chapter 14 being one of the clearest places where Jesus sat and really taught the disciples what to expect about the Holy Spirit. And uh, we learn from the New Testament that the Spirit is with us and the Spirit fills us. The Spirit is, resides within us. And so they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And upon that infilling, Luke says, they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Other tongues. Now, it is my contention that a discernible human tongue a discernible language, um, a discernible um, tongue should not sound like gibberish. It should resemble uh, a tongue, uh, uh, the language of uh, some nationality. And if you think about this in context, if in uh, Acts 1, 7, and 8, Jesus said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father is fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, if these people who are called of God to go be his witnesses in all of these places can't speak the tongues of the people they're going to be reaching, it would be a helpful gift for the Holy Spirit to empower them with the tongues of other nations. <laughs> and if one person can speak Greek and the other can speak uh, Chinese and the other can speak some African tongue and the other can speak some European tongue, then that's a, a blessed gift. And it would probably denote the places that they will be dispatched as the movement of the kingdom makes its way outside of Jerusalem to other places of the world. 
And so it's my contention in verse 4, as they were filled with the Spirit and given the ability to speak other tongues, um, that those tongues would be discernible, not tongues of gibberish, not made-up blabberings of a person who's um, pretending to be in the Spirit, but a tongue that's discernible, a tongue that could get the attention of a person living in some other place in the world who's never heard about Jesus. That's what I think the gift of tongues is and what it certainly was here in Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Now, the church in the modern era has uh, much disagreement about this gift of tongues. Some denominations doubt if it... uh, if a person is a believer, if they've not been empowered with the gift of tongues, some um, teach the gift of tongues. Uh, some say it's a gift that was for the early centuries of the church, but is no longer active. Um, some say if there's someone speaking in a tongue, there must be an interpretation and following the guidelines of the Bible. And so we're not all together in the same boat on this gift of tongues. But I think we ought to defer to what the scriptures teach and the picture the scriptures paint, and uh, an understanding and in teaching about this issue of tongues. So here we have it. The Holy Spirit has arrived at Pentecost, and the rest of chapter 2 will will build off of this dynamic moment in the life of the early church. What a beautiful scene, and what a powerful moment that we celebrate and commemorate to this day. My friends, may we be filled And may we operate in the power of the Holy Spirit today. God bless.